0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new Spencerberg podcast. This is episode number 12. Uh, we actually just had our first retake. We've never had to do a retake on a podcast, and episode 12 was the one where we got five minutes in and said, you know what, we got to start over.
1: Yeah. Yep. We, it happens. We heard some wind noise, but it's okay. Oh, Pretty well. good for the 12 already. Yeah,
0: we, that's our first time. I mean, think about it, Parker. The first episode we filmed, we didn't have to do anything. We no. did it, we did a one take and we were good for thirty minutes and we've done.
1: That's how all of ours are. I mean, we don't
0: cut it at all. No, which so is really awesome. We had to cut it this one because we had the windows open, dude. It's it's Wednesday right now in April, and I left my house this morning. It was eighty seven degrees.
1: Yeah, inland is really hot right now. Dude. Like I drove out to uh, uh, Orange yesterday, and it was like eighty five or something. It's Jeez, just crazy. Yeah, I'm not used to
0: it. So we had the windows open here, and we couldn't. Uh, we couldn't go any further because the, the wind noise in the background was too much, so we had to restart. But today we're talking about some cool stuff. Um, my friend, Matt Mormon, he is the owner of Obsessed Garage, and he has a huge YouTube channel. He has built a ridiculously successful business off of, you could say, garage supplies, detailing products, and very good, high-quality content. Um, Matt, I've known for a while. We did Jalen Garage about three or four years ago. That was the first time I met him. And that was the first time I ever really knew about him. And then the last two years, he's blown up. He's, he's been growing so quickly on his YouTube channel. And the main topic of this is talking about how he does these car giveaways where he picks a car, he buys it, he documents everything on YouTube um, from bu- the buying process to correcting the paint, to swapping out the parts, getting stuff from IND and from other companies. And then he documents every part of it and then he gives it away. And the cool thing is he shows it all on YouTube. So, Parker, if you had to say, like, who Matt is as a person, how would you describe him? Because there's so many things he does, but I want to hear it from your take.
1: Well, I mean, it, it kind of says it in the name of his company. He's obsessed. Like, he is very, he's obviously a huge enthusiast. Uh, he's a big BMW and Porsche guy, which is awesome because that's what kind of what we are as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he never kind of skips out or cuts any corners. He spends the most money. Uh, on the right parts and he has really good taste in kind of like exhaust. Like I know he likes playing with different exhausts. Like he's had like 30 or something on some of his oh, yeah, He's gone back BMWs. and forth with everything. <laughs> yeah. So he's like tried everything and it's, and people really respect his opinion because he tries everything himself instead of taking other people's word for it.
0: And he documents it too. So you, yeah. s- you see like he's not a guy that holds back. He'll give you his honest opinion. And I think that's what a lot of people like about it is that, If you go to his channel, it's going to be a 40 minute video of a guy talking about his newest product that he got for his Porsche. That could be like a a new piece of carpet or a, a half cage, or I watched when he did a DSC box the other day, which is just a plug and play thing for the ECU system and a Porsche 30 minute video. And some people may not like that format, but I can sit there and watch his videos of him detailing cars for 40 minutes and not skip a second of it Yeah, and just watch him wash a Porsche or wash his M3. Yeah, and I don't I don't know what the the secret is, but I, I think that the point that I'm trying to or the thing I'm trying to understand is that the reason why I watch him is because he's genuine. Yeah, he's very serious. He'll give you his honest opinion. If he says he doesn't like it, he's gonna
1: let you know. Oh yeah, and
0: that's I think the best thing you can look at because there's no fluff. It's just yeah. raw, uncut
1: videos. Definitely, and I think that's why like his his audience is very tight knit, but it's so rich with people that are actually gonna buy products from him. Yeah, and take all of his advice and like. Like he doesn't really get much hate. Like I always go down on his comments. He doesn't get much hate. He has
0: really good positive comments.
1: Yeah. So his following is like, I don't know the word to describe it, but
0: I mean, I think it's a qualified audience Yeah. because he's not the guy that's like, he he never says go buy this product. He's always the guy that goes, I like this, this polisher. I like this detailer. I like this rents, wash, whatever. And there's going to be that, you know, 10 to 40,000 views And a percentage of that is going to go, okay, I trust him. I'm going to buy that product. Yeah. You'll never see him go, go buy it right now. Exactly. So he, the point of this though is, I mean, I could talk about his videos all day is that he, he does these car giveaways where he's giving away F10M5 right now. Um, and Parker actually entered, uh, I want to enter today too, but Parker actually bought, you bought a poster, right?
1: I bought the, uh, Valencia orange one M. It was like a kind of render poster. So yeah, I'm, might hang that up here, but maybe at my house. I don't know. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. It was like 40 bucks. And, uh. Yeah, now I'm entered in to win an M5. So hopefully I win that because that'd be cool to roll around in.
0: Yeah, dude, it'd be great to have an M5 that's that dialed in. And yeah. that, that, that's his keyword too, as he uses dialed in. So um, one thing that I thought was super interesting is that um, if you scroll through Instagram or Facebook and you look at these car giveaways Matt even talked about this. A lot of them look sketchy. It's like, what what are you really doing when you go and enter your name and you go buy a product? Who who are you buying from? You know, you're buying a, yeah. a t shirt from some random company. have no idea where it's made. Th- that's I've the kind of that, thing. That have you twice? Now, yeah. <laughs> <I still laughs> so you have firsthand experience. Yeah, I've
1: done it a couple of times. But
0: let me ask you this now. Now today, this morning, or whenever you bought the entry to win the M five, yeah. In in your own head, did you
1: feel less guilty because you knew who it was going to? Did you have any thought of that? Well, I've, I feel like his, and this is funny because I was watching uh, Matt's live, I think it was like a live uh, Instagram video last night, and he was talking about how he sets up all these packages and he says, this is going to be $25 more than what the regular package is because you're pretty much paying for a raffle ticket, but you can't just buy raffle tickets because apparently that's li- illegal. It's like gambling. So he tells you straight up, he's like, I'm tacking $25 onto the price of this normal bundle. And mm-hmm. he's like, there's n- like, so it's really cool. Cause he doesn't hide anything. He's That's very,
0: not. he's very upfront about it. Yeah. And he understands it too. And he has like a CPA. He has like an attorney. He has all these people that go into it. And I watched the Vin wiki video this morning. So when I spoke about this, I, I actually had a valid point is that, um, when, when he buys a car, he'll, he'll do the whole documentation of buying the car, cleaning the car, dialing it in, using the right parts from IND and Dynan, all the right, um, procedures to make it a hundred percent. Then he goes to to give the car away, and then he documents the person who wins. So he he's making plenty of um of revenue from the AdSense, from people seeing the products he uses, from people seeing the products that he he purchases for that car, and then the raffle. And one of the crazy things is that he gave away a BMW 1M, um, and behind the scenes he documented everything. He has a spreadsheet. Parker, if you scroll down, there's a spreadsheet there and it shows everything. And in order to to enter to win, you had to purchase a hat or a t-shirt or a sticker or whatever. And he also put in the cost of the car. So he spent, it looks like around $100,000 on the car between the car itself and the parts. And then he shows um, after everything, he made about $80,000 profit from doing a giveaway like this. And who else is going to document their profit? No one's going to do that. especially at the magnitude that he's at so i have mad appreciation because that that motivates me to do more stuff like this or learn about it
1: yeah yeah it's it's kind of insane i mean it yeah because most people wouldn't reveal like the numbers behind it no hell no because a lot of people would probably see this and be like oh well i'm not entering the next one then you know and the point going back to
0: like how we were how i was saying earlier like do you feel guilty I would more than happily spend money on obsessed com because I know Matt's a good guy and he's genuine and he's going to go buy more cars to make more videos for us to watch. Yeah. So I know that my $20 or $40 is going to something that, okay, it's going to be a return for me because he's going to keep making content and let's not even get into how much content he makes.
1: Yeah. Unbelievable. And and like he hustles too. this like format of his whole business. He's hustled to make this. So it's not like he's, you know, it's not like he's just profiting 80 K and he doesn't deserve it. He deserves it. Oh, he
0: deserves it for sure. I mean, shout out to him for for having that work ethic. And I think he was an accountant like five years ago. And he he also shares his personal life um, with like his therapy and his OCD. And he's very open about it. And I like those kind of people where it's just, it's it's not dry, but it's like right to the point. Yeah. He's that kind of person. And I think that we need more people like that, especially in the car community. Definitely. So shout out to Obsessed Garage. Um, I can't say how cool that is to share that, but. Uh, We're going on to a second um, or we're going on to the first highlight build of the podcast. Uh, One thing I want to say before I talk about this is that I want to say thank you to everybody on the Apple store and on Spotify for listening to on the audio format. Uh, Parker and I will do our absolute best in the next coming 3 million episodes to give you a more detailed talk. So while you're driving, while you're doing cardio, you can actually understand what we're talking about because on YouTube, we show the photos. So we want to explain more about this car. Um, but this car belongs to at M3 underscore LT. I didn't get his name, but I found him through, I think, maybe my explore page. 2011 Melbourne Red E92 slammed to the ground. Parker, you like wow. this color a lot, don't you?
1: This has to be like my kind of, it's my favorite normal color available on the E92 M3s. Like, obviously, there's individual colors and, and stuff like that that I'd probably have over this. But this is very obtainable. So if I were to ever get an M3, this is definitely the color I'd get. It's absolutely
0: beautiful, so you guys can understand what this is. It is a 2011 E92 M3. The guy daily drives it, has the OEM exhaust mod, which is basically what you do is you take a take muffler off of the M3, you cut it open, you reroute a couple different pipes inside, and it's louder, which it sounds really good. I have a couple of friends that do this mod. Um, it's probably the cheapest way to make your car louder besides just taking off your exhaust. But uh, AFE Intake has STXTA coilovers. I've never heard of those before. Uh, GTS DCT tune, Kobe Alcantara steering wheel, which I really want one of those wheels. It's basically just a normal steering wheel from the factory where you wrap it in Alcantara. Uh, pedal house shift paddles, mode carbon GT4 front lip. Great front lip. Everybody has that, including myself. Autotechnic carbon fiber mirrors, OEM performance rear spoiler, fancy wide diffuser.
1: I, fancy. I, those are awesome. Those look so cool. Yeah, I love those diffusers, but I wish it didn't say fancy wide on it that's yeah, the, my biggest like the branding's a little hard yeah it's way too over the top but they're beautiful diffusers uh enki rso5rr those are clean I, i've never seen those on an m3 but i actually really like them
0: they're like jdm i love them i think they look so so good
1: yeah they're clean
0: 18 by nine and a half plus 22 in the front weighs 19 pounds 18 by 10 and a half plus 23 in the rear 21 pounds thanks for including that Running Michelin Pilot Sport 4S is 265, 35, 18 in the front, 285, 35, 18 in the rear. Very classy setup, very clean look, nothing too aggressive. It is very, very low. And the interior, the carpet is really crazy.
1: Yeah, it's cool. Like red and black checkered carpets.
0: When You never see that. It's it's all black interior with red and black checkered um, floor mats, which makes it look like... Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's subtle, but it's cool.
1: Yeah, I, it's a unique touch and definitely you know fits the color combination that he has going on so yeah the melbourne like red is beautiful too man i know i love this <laughs> color. i don't know dark reds just do it for me
0: yeah i totally agree i like th- this car is very i would say jdm and I, I love that i love when cars look jdm adam lz has the e36 uh, that he bought and he put te37s on it some big side skirts i think side skirts make your car look very jdm like the right ones and he has a, a really cool front bumper on it but i like when you take German cars and you put a little twist on it, a little, uh little JDM touch and it, it looks
1: just so cool. Yeah. Those wheels are sweet. He He's done this thing properly. I would probably just do headlights and then that thing is, yeah, that thing is done. That's one thing
0: about United X's is, is that the headlights are a little bit outdated.
1: Yeah, definitely. Especially with the, like, uh, I think they're halogen bulbs, mm-hmm. needs LEDs.
0: I think it's right for certain cars that are suiting like a style, but this one I think would, it would benefit a lot from having up upgraded headlights. But still, it's a clean build nonetheless. Yeah, uh, Parker, topic number
1: three. <laughs> uh, topic number three, there's nothing here, but uh, it says improvise. I, I wrote five topics and I forgot to put a third one. Let's see. Um, you just move on to topic four, Parker. This is this is right up your alley. This is all you. Yeah, I'll think of another topic for three. Uh, okay. but. Topic four, uh, just a Viper in the desert. So this is a Viper on Vossen wheels. Slammed, um, absolutely slammed yeah, to the ground. it's definitely on air ride. Nope. No? Scroll down and look in all capitals,
0: slam to the ground, dot, 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 and it's f-ing static. How does he do that? It's back? static, bro. How? So I found this article on Speed Hunters. Speed Hunters is a very crazy high quality website of, of the most amazing cars and builds you'll ever see. These photographers go out and shoot all these cars. They document, they do blog articles. I don't know if they have a YouTube channel, but I'm hoping they do. Uh, they found this beautiful car. Patty McGrath was the person who wrote this article. I believe, um, and did the photos. Uh, this car was shot out in the desert. I don't know the story behind it, but it popped up on my Instagram and I had to do more research. I found it on speed hunters. A 2017 Dodge Viper SRT has an 8.4 liter V10. That's a huge, huge motor.
1: Yeah, that's those things are massive. That's a big
0: motor. I've driven these before. That they're very hard to drive. Um, it's slammed to the ground on Vossen MLR1s, 19 and 11 inches in the front. And listen to this, 20 by 13 inches in the rear.
1: Dude, how does he drive that? 20 by 13 inches in the rear. That is a huge wheel. its uh, I don't get it. For, for anyone that's just listening to the audio, this car is about, I want to say a couple inches off the... Uh, off the front splitter and then the side skirts themselves are like probably two on the ground basically
0: it's insane it is uh it's wrapped in a crazy livery that says vossen on the side the front is white it kind of fades into black with red accents the back wheels are black the front ones are white so it matches the livery uh i don't know if you get any lower than that but it belongs to srt john boy on instagram he also owns a bagged wide body charger a lifted ram and a bagged nissan s14 if you're watching on YouTube, you can see all the cars he has here. What a collection, man.
1: Yeah, that's a cool collection.
0: I mean, props to doing something like this, like a static build, but that's gotta be so hard to drive that car. Oh yeah. And the windshield is for sure limo tinted.
1: Where does this where's this guy from? Is he
0: Um it looks like from here? I'm not it looks like maybe Arizona. I don't know. The photos almost, look like they were in
1: Vegas. It almost looks like he's from like uh Egypt. Dubai or something. I was like Egypt. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure because look at the look at his his house i don't know that's cool it's a cool collection if he's not from the states i mean regardless it's a
0: quite a collection i i've driven a couple vipers they're not easy to drive the the front hood is super long and um the driving position's a little bit off it's not comfortable especially for someone who's you know six two but i i think when you put an exhaust on them that that sound is iconic i like the ones that were from the video game test drive the blue one with the white stripes like the old one that's to me that's like one of my favorite cars and they're cheap too they're like 30,000 bucks. Yeah, the
1: older ones are super cheap. Yeah, My personal favorite is the uh last generation ACRE. That yeah. thing is amazing with all the arrow on it. I think yeah. those are awesome.
0: Uh so Parker, you're you're on the the hunt right now for another car and you're trying to sell your car. We talked about this in episode 4 or 5. W- where are you at right now with selling your car?
1: Um so I've had a couple people <laughs> Basically, uh, kind of seem really interested and kind of just ghost me, which is okay. I mean, that's that's going to happen. But I've only posted it on my Instagram. And you uh, reposted it. My friend Omar posted it. A couple other people, Ricky. Um, so basically, like, all the car guys in SoCal know that it's for sale. Because uh, a lot of, like, main influencers have posted it. Yeah. Um, And I've got a good response, a lot of DMs for it. But no one super serious yet. Um, I have a couple people lined up that might want to come see it soon. And what car do you have again? Uh, BMW 335i with the M54 engine. What year um, is it? 2008. Okay. Yeah. So w- we'll see where that goes. But I keep reminding myself that I'm in no rush at all. Yeah. You know, like, worst case, I just keep it and kind of enjoy it for a little bit more. And if I really can't sell it in, like, the next couple of months, then, I'll keep it for a long time and do like turbos or something.
0: Yeah. Do like a crazy high horsepower car. Yeah. That'd be cool.
1: But I think the next month or so, probably, probably go to a new owner and I'll be able to get my next car, which I'm really excited for.
0: That's good, man. I'm excited for you to get another BMW. I I love my car, but I'm ready to start another build too. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. Everyone's just aching to get something new. Yeah. It's just hard right now. Everything in the world is kind of strange. And uh, Parker and I filmed a video today for my main channel and there's no one here at our office. We, we come in here and we do our thing. And like we've said before, we all, we're only in touch with like two people, if that, and yeah, you know, we, we wash our hands and we do hand sanitizer and we make sure everything's sanitary and we're doing our best, man. But I, I hope that everyone's staying healthy and everyone's washing their hands and everyone's family is okay. I saw a couple of negative things today on social media, but, um, you know, got to keep your head up and we're trying to, to push forward. But regardless from that, uh, Parker, do you watch F1?
1: You ever watch it? Um, no, not recently. I haven't.
0: Yeah, the the race last year, the the season was pretty good, but the the big thing that I want to talk about for this is that uh Formula 1 is updating their cars for the new year and I watched a really interesting video on how um you know, if if you think about going from year to year on a Formula 1 car, every year I believe that you're able to um Formula 1 requires different things to have done to your car, whether that's the the size of your tire, the aerodynamics on your car. Uh, I believe a couple of years ago, they added the halo, excuse me, which is the, the thing that goes around your helmet that protects you from like any debris that flies off in the road. So they implemented that and now they're implementing a bunch of new stuff into the newest season. And one of the most interesting things that I saw from this is that uh, Formula One cars, they have A a, a wake, which means if you think about it, when you're on a boat and behind you there's a big wake that is um, disrupting whoever's behind you. So if you're on a wakeboard, you're jumping the waves. There's a boat behind you, you have to go over and around it. This is the same thing with Formula One. Formula One, when they drive super fast, they they create a wake behind them. And going from year to year, improvements. I feel like personally, like let's say you go from like an inch bigger tire, or you can lower your car 0.3 inches for a better aero, or you can change the front bumper, whatever it is. Usually, that's like a 1% to 2% change. It's never going to be drastic. But for the new year, Formula the One, they, they changed a, a wake control device, which smooths out all the airflow behind the car. They say it changes 45% decrease in disruption. Wow. 45%. That's insane. So the car behind you isn't getting blasted with hot air of rocks and warm engine air. If you think you're drafting somebody, there's a lot of heat coming off that car from the tires, from the engine, from the body, that the car behind them is going to be super disrupted and get slowed down. Now, 45% decrease in airflow disruption. That's crazy. That's a lot of change. So it's
1: really like the flow of it's basically really smooth when it comes off the back of the car.
0: Yeah, so it, it it's more fluid, and it helps with the the turbulence of the air. So they they came out with a new system that... Um, is around the car under the car that helps with the wake which is the technology and the advancement of these things is just unbelievable
1: yeah it's so interesting to see like you know from back when i kind of like first started uh taking interest in formula one which was probably like 2010 or something like it changed so much drastically yeah and a lot of people say it's kind of changed for the for the worse but um this stuff is exciting, and they're kind of like leveling the playing field. Yeah. So like, everyone is like, it is just the driver that mm-hmm. matters. Like, no one can get an advantage from their car. Yeah, and that, that's
0: how it should be too, to make it more fair. And they they say that they're going to run an 18 inch wheel, um, compared to a smaller size from last season, which is going to allow for bigger brakes. So it should be a lot more exciting going into turns. where you, instead of breaking at breaking point two, they can break at breaking right. point one, which is going to be crazy. But They say the car is going to be slightly heavier, which I I don't understand exactly. Um, The aerodynamics will be changed a little bit, including the weight control system. Um, The the next thing that I wanted to bring up too is that there's a guy named Braun. He's a Formula One director of motorsport. He made it very clear that the priority for 2021 designs was to ensure the driver could follow closely and improve the racing, which makes it much more exciting. He explained that the driving force behind... um, 2021 remained to help improve the racing but he was confident that f1 also make a step in the visual terms which is fantastic because these cars look very cool but i think like when you watch futuristic movies the cars look crazy like i i remember watching iRobot with the r8 that had the crazy wheels on it and that looked yeah. like it was from 2090 yeah and then same with like um i think even some like disney movies they did crazy cars but he says that he sees no reason why they cannot have exciting looking cars um it frustrates him when in a video game, it looks better than the car they're racing on on track in real life. Uh, he says he's pretty optimistic that they will produce some great-looking cars and they'll be able to race each other much more efficiently or effectively than they were in the past. He says uh, it is time first. It's the first time in F one that um, they've they've looked at these aspects, and he wants to have more exciting-looking cars, which I think is great because uh, it brings in I think more of an audience. And if you look on the screen here, there's this insane gray f1 car that the arrow, the wheels the halo the like even the wing yeah. this thing looks like it advanced from like 2020 to 2030
1: yeah this looks super futuristic it looks this like it's out really, of a movie yeah definitely this is impressive because i haven't seen much on this but that'll be exciting for sure hopefully there, they get like a, a bigger audience from it because i'm not sure if like they're kind of struggling with viewership on f1 but i definitely haven't taken like huge interest in it but I know I need to get back into it,
0: yeah, I, I want more motorsports for the USA our Our last video, we talked about some of the DTM racing. A lot of people said that there's like certain channels you can watch, but it's not really accessible in the US
1: No, yeah, you have to really like look into it, which i I haven't been able to find like a good channel, like I don't even have cable, so yeah, same here. I
0: just I have YouTube, and that's really it. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see what formula the one has to offer. I feel like they have a lot going on, and I hope that the audience gets bigger um because it deserves it you know overseas it gets so much attention but the u.s i think is just nascar yeah nascar indycar i mean i have zero interest in either one of them yeah absolutely zero
1: i respect it but i'm
0: not going to be like oh i'm going to watch the nascar race like you'll never you'll never hear me
1: say that i know i want more like gt3 dtm dtm and f1 we need more of that for sure same here i'd love to see more racing well uh, that's going to do it for
0: this podcast. We're going to c- cut it short a little bit today. We have a lot going on. I've already filmed two or three times today and, uh, yeah, that's it. So episode 12, thank you guys so much for watching. If you can hit the thumbs up button, please hit subscribe. We have a lot more content coming soon. Anything else? Um, no, that just
1: about does it. Thanks What's uh, for watching.
0: What did you have for lunch today, Parker?
1: Oh, I had a shoot. I had a pasta uh, with shrimp and ooh. broccoli. I had pasta with chicken and broccoli. Ooh, so good, like man! Same, yeah. We're on meal prep right now, so
0: I think Parker, you know what we should do, man. We we talk a lot about fitness and health, and one thing that Parker and I have recently done is we've done um, office delivery meal prep, so we get food delivered here every Monday from our good friend Fat. Thank you so much for the food, and we have uh, a kind of a plan that we've been doing about working out, and um, I've stopped drinking all like diet soda. Only thing I drink is energy drinks, coffee, and my water. And from when I moved from Florida to here, I've lost about ten pounds or so. And same with Parker, we've been very, very cautious of it. I wonder if we should
1: do like a a weight challenge. Because this is like I would be down, but I just can't go to the gym. I was, you know, I I was going to the gym every single day for the past three months until this virus shut down all the gyms. Yeah. And I was making such good progress, getting like back into it. Um, I was getting them gains back. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) But. So now I'm kind of just like doing push-ups and sit-ups at home. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's not, it's not motivating, but I'm trying to do the eating half of it. Yeah. So I can start, start the process and whenever gyms open up, I'm going to slam. Like I'm, I may even go twice a day because I'm <laughs> so ready to be back. At that's, the gym. That,
0: that's how I am too, man. I miss the feeling of like being sore, like lifting heavy. I remember yeah. when you and I used to squat all the time and like, I miss, I miss that feeling. So I'm excited to get back to it, but Uh, we've been doing our best to stay healthy. And, and the good thing is too, is not so much of the, the weight part, but I feel great. Yeah. I feel amazing, dude. Same. Like it's changed everything. And I used to eat not crazy bad, but if you think about like, uh, you know, I would do like a breakfast sandwich and then I would do like Chipotle. We would order Chipotle here. Yeah. And then I go home and have dinner and it'd just be really heavy food and high carbs. Now it's like just quick snacks and meals
1: here and there. And I feel great. Yeah. There's something to be said about just being satisfied and not full you know, I feel so much better. I'm not bloated all the time. And I have like all this energy and like, I sometimes I'll even fast in the morning and I just fly through work because I'm like, I have this like laser focus from fasting. So there's definitely like, we should definitely talk about fitness on the next podcast.
0: I think so too. Cause I, I lost 40 pounds in eight months and I was about to do a competition and I have some really cool stories about when I was very, very, very interested in bodybuilding and selling cars to bodybuilders. That was like my thing. Yeah. And same with Parker too. We've trained a lot and I would love to get back into that. And uh, I have a certain goal, you know, at a certain time where I want to, I want to reach that. And I think that this could be somewhat accountable, but not just that, but share our journey too.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Cool. Well, let us know in the comments if you guys want to hear more about that. Once again, please subscribe, hit the thumbs up button and we'll see you next time. Peace. Thanks. See ya.